Hello, everybody. Welcome back to An Evening at the Movies, everybody's favorite movie-based podcast where we eat stale popcorn, drink watered-down sodas, talk about all of our favorite movies and why we love them or don't love them in the case of rubber. But I will get to that later in my introduction. Um, we are here to celebrate the wonderment that is Halloween Horror Fest 2023 and officially put a wraps to it because, well, let's be honest, it's a day before, but this will be airing on Halloween. So Halloween month is over. Boo-hoo. Oh. Have a happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Have a happy Halloween, Silver Shamrock. <laughs> I feel October is like the fastest moving month ever. It really is. There's not enough spooky season. No. You don't have to get spooky if you stay spooky. Exactly. <laughs> so, for everybody who could not tell from the sound of the voices in the background, we are. Obviously joined by one of my co-hosts, Miss Shanna Banana herself. Hello, hey. Shanna. Hello. Also, I'm going to do this a little bit out of order because I have something planned for somebody else. But we're joined by one of our guests on the show, Mr. Kevin Stoner himself. Welcome back, Kevin. Hello. <laughs> Glad to be back. Kevin is also the reason why we discuss and hate rubber on the show. Love. That's, wow. that's a really that's a really weird way to pronounce love. <laughs> Those creepy animatronic guys in your background are starting to get <laughs> Right? That's how I look when I'm waiting for my pizza rolls to be done in the microwave. <laughs> I could just see Shannon literally staring through the glass in the microwave. Come on, yeah. pizza rolls. I can totally see it. <laughs> and also, we are, <laughs> we are joined as well by, um, well, okay, I can't, I have to go with my surprise because I did a special introduction for one of my people, and then I'm going to let her introduce our last guest. Fucking Wi Fi. Um, we are joined by my opposite, is opposite, the female version of my Joey and Chandler. We are joined by Miss Amanda herself. Welcome back, co-host. Hello. That is so not the opposite of taking someone's underwear. <laughs> hey, opposite. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm not stealing your underwear anytime soon, so. Yeah. I actually had that happen to me once when I lived in some apartments. Not I by left, me. No. I left my clothes in the... I went to go get my clothes out of the dryer, and all of my underwear was missing. I had that Yeah. Everything else was still in there, but all the underwear yeah, was gone. Yeah. Uh, some, so some creep <laughs> snuck in. <laughs> Kevin! I don't know. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. So, would you like to introduce our last guest? We have on the show today. We are joined by my lovely daughter, the second biggest FNAF fan in the world, Abby. Second. Well, I know, Cal. (laughs) Between you and Kevin, I figured Kevin was number one. My daughter is definitely number three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not even trying to rank any one of the three of those on which one's a bigger Freddy's fan than 
Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, no. So, um, yeah, like I said, we're here to wrap up this year's Halloween Horror Fest. It has been fun. It has been real. It has been real fun. So, um, we definitely have had some fun talking about Sweeney Todd, Monster Squad, um, our paranormal bonus episodes that we had. We talked about Hellraiser that the girls were too wishy-washy to come and join Chansey and I for, but I was not wishy-washy. I made my uh, I made the expectations clear for me on that one. I would yeah. not be there. Fancies. <laughs> I yeah, could have lied I... and said I had diarrhea, but I didn't. I told you I didn't want to do it. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, probably, yeah, it is what it is. But um, I literally did not play the intro for the show when I did, went into the wow. I was going to say something, and then I was like, nah, I'll just let it go. <laughs> we'll let him do his thing. I may randomly just throw it in there just for shits and giggles, but I don't know. I'll decide later. Did you make later. sure to fix this on Facebook so people can comment? Son of a... <laughs> Keep talking amongst yourselves while I fix this on Facebook. Uh-huh. Well, are, we gonna, are you going to do this thing now, or are you saving it for the end? I'm saving it for the end for obvious reasons that you and I have already discussed. Okay. Not the Speaking end. of which, you got a link I can share? That's what I'm fixing right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Stacey, what would you do without me? It's like amateur I, hour over here. I I'm really know. excited. I have a giant family-sized box of goldfish I'm going to devour. I want some goldfish. <laughs> well, go get them real okay, quick. Okay, I will. We got time because evidently I... <laughs> up. Hey, look, uh, I'm a... Foxy lady. <laughs> oh, foxy lady. So, Kevin, I sent. I cracked myself up. <laughs> I sent the link to that group chat, Kevin. Okay. And public, and we are good to go. Oh, there's the comments. So, <laughs> oh, there's the. Oh, hey, you know what? By the way. <laughs> You are now entering the world of a movie review. A world full of drama, joy, ridicule, movie spoilers, unpopular opinions, and adult humor for as far as the eye can see. Welcome to an evening at the movies. You know what I just noticed? What? I totally did that out of order. Well, not just that, but I was staring at the logo. And the little popcorn pieces look like dicks and balls. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I think that's just your dirty mind. It probably is, but now that's all you're going to see. That's probably correct. I'm going to get my sticker it's, out and look. And like, Smooth it's transition. Like, <laughs> it's like... No, no, I'm literally looking at the damn logo on my freaking <laughs> arm. He's got dicks and balls on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Frank and beans, Frank and beans. Oh, Jesus, God Almighty. Um, Franks and beans. <laughs> it's like when you oh. look at the Amazon logo and you see a penis. Oh, that's definitely. He meant that to be phallic, and you cannot convince me otherwise. Yeah, when the popcorn looks like pee pee's. Wow. Okay, so while we wait for Abby to come back, she's here. Um, that was a long wait. Pal. Uh, Hi, Jamie. Jamie says, love my Halloween season. Matches my dark soul. What kind of goldfish you guys got? Regular. Originals. 
we have our we as if I'm sharing. I have the favorite blasted extra cheddar. Uh, Yum. Nice. Yeah. Ashley says howdy, y'all. Howdy. Howdy. Um, Chancy says test. <laughs> testing, testing. One, two, three. Pickle. Is this on? This is a test of your national broadcasting system. <laughs> um, Ash, Ashley is correct. AC is batting a thousand right now. Woo! Um, Brandy says chop chop. Ha ha ha. Um, of course, everybody loves Casey, so. Ah. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm sorry, I had something in my throat. There's a goldfish uh, trying to swim back out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ashley says smooth transition. Yes, it was. Thank you very much. Uh, Shane says, hey, Casey. Hey, Mr. Reed. Welcome to my show or our show. I'm about to say. Um, <laughs> Ashley, Shanna agreed. Okay, well, whatever now she I have to look to. at it if everybody's saying this. Here, hold Foxy. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Glad I'm not the only one that thinks that. I uh, thinks what? She's talking about the logo. It's his dick in a pop. Oh my god! It's my dick in a bucket. It's a dick in a popcorn bucket. All right. So I'm caught up on reading comments right now. So we're gonna move. Yeah, let's transition do our thing. into the whole. So in case. Oh you my know, god. What? Tell me it I'm really wrong. Really does. Look at the popcorn pieces. What do they look like? Oh. <laughs> I'm a life ruiner. <laughs> You're an ash, Anna. Because I have that literally tattooed on my arm. It's like one of those Warshak tests, and now you'll never see it any other way. <laughs> Would you like to see my penis tattoos? Chang. <laughs> <laughs> Glad that it is it dicks in the Taylor Swift popcorn bucket. I don't want to talk about that, Ashley. I get a popcorn bucket. Fucking AMC and fucking people buying them that didn't even go to the movie just to sell them on eBay for a hundred bucks. Fuck you guys. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Wow. My local theater didn't have Five Nights at Freddy's Pizza like some did. That was sad. Oh, some places did that. That's cool. Yeah, they had like official like boxes and stuff. It might have just been idea. one theater that did. It might have just been one theater that did it. I don't know, but I saw a picture on the internet, and I was so jealous. First of all, I... all y'all can bite me with your movie theater bullshit. Sorry. And evidently, have... Ashley didn't get one either. So. All right. All right. So we can all agree that we're well... jealous of Amanda for being next to an Alamo draft house. Yes. Right. Although Alamo didn't have as much Swifty merch as I. Like as much good stuff as I thought. They did have a little cup that was like a mirror ball. Um, and I almost bought it, but they didn't have popcorn. She has a song called Mirror Ball. Um oh. it looked like a disco ball. But yeah, they didn't have as much stuff, but still, Alamo's the tits and I will Oh, it'll always be my favorite theater. Okay. Sorry, Casey, continue. So no, you're fine. Um, so in case you couldn't tell from the pre intro. <laughs> and the damn comments I have to keep interrupting myself for. Um, yes, Brandy knows my pain because obviously she lives literally right down the street from me. Yeah. And 
Casey, have you seen? The- well, <laughs> of course he has. That's me. just that's just a given. Ashley, what are you smoking, and can I have some? Ashley, Shanna and I are slowly turning him into a Swifty. It's a slow process, but I doubt that. Your like you're not getting. Here. You like they are helping. Music we they play. are helping. They're helping me build a healthy respect for the Taylor Swift. What did you Whether think about this show? Did it turn fully turned me into a Swifty? I mean, I wouldn't yes, say yes, it turned me into a complete Swifty, but I do like her music. So My local go. theater is playing the Eras tour, and I am tempted to go see it, even though I'm not a Swifty. Dude, someone said that they were watching the FNAF movie, and whenever the it went quiet, they could hear the Eras tour. <laughs> <laughs> nice. They, they had that happen with the Exorcist movie too. Yeah. <laughs> Exorcist. So evidently, Ashley wants to um, be included in the "Help You Convert Me." Yeah, we have to make you a second playlist, but you still haven't given us opinions on the first one. But Ashley can help with the second playlist, and we will continue your journey into Swiftdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, now... God. You don't have to... Okay. Okay. So, I've got all the... For those of you who do not know and couldn't tell from the pre-intro video shenanigans. We are here to discuss the wonderment that is the recently released Five Nights at Freddy's. So, with all of that said, I will say this. The rest of the show is going to be ripe with spoilers. Yes. So if you have not watched Five Nights at Freddy's yet, I highly recommend you put down the An Evening at the Movies episode. Go watch I don't care if you go to the theater. I don't care if you go find your peacock and watch it there. Not but... the cock. <laughs> Let me see your peacock. Cock. Cock. Your peacock. <laughs> I forgot about that song. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. So, definitely <laughs> go and check out Five Nights at Freddy's before you come back and finish watching or listening to this episode. Or let us ruin it for you, because it's not like it's deep with intricate plot points. Let us ruin it so you can enjoy our shenanigans and then go watch it after. (laughs) However, whatever floats your guys' boat, I just don't want to get hate mail from people saying, well, damn, you spoiled the fucking movie. Well, yeah, it's a movie review podcast. What the hell do you think we're going to do? Plus, you played the intro five minutes late, but you still played it, and I already told everybody. Spoilers. Exactly. So, all right. Before we get going, though, um, we had a plan for the entire month. We've only done it once, and we did it with the Monster Squad. But we're going to do it for the final episode of Halloween Horror Fest 2. Because Wolfman had nards. Yes, because Wolfman has nards. So we're not going to use the handcrafted app that Kevin crafted for us. But we are going to play... Stranger Things, Mad Libs. I want it. Ooh. <laughs> I want it. Well, I, I kind of figured Abby was going to want it. Because Abby is a huge Stranger Things. I'm so hurt and offended, Casey. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> because I'm an ass and that's what I do. 
Hey, I'm all for it. Youngins always getting their feelings hurt over nothing. <laughs> right? With their silent uh, walks. And everything. George sent me all that right. TikTok and I just died. I was like, are they fucking kidding me right now? Silent walks where they go for a walk with no headphones. Like it's this thing nobody's ever heard of before. <laughs> what? Oh, Casey, we can't hear you. Yeah, it was a TikTok of a news story saying Gen Z is doing this thing now. They've they've they are calling it a silent walk, and it's where they just go for a walk with no music. And I'm like, why are they always out here trying to act like they invented shit that we did before they were born? Yeah. Well, Walkman existed, man. <laughs> well, I remember going for walks with no music. Even yeah, I mean, you know, what my oh no, the sounds of nature. My daughter, bless her heart, I thought about putting her up for adoption. The other day she asked me, she's like, Mom, have you ever seen this movie? I think it came out around the time that you were born, or, you know, like, in your time. And I was like, "What do you, why, why would you think that? And she's like, because it said it was now in color, which means it was originally done in black and white. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I wouldn't have put her up for adoption. I might have uh, made this. I'm not throwing her, throwing the whole wow. thing. Wow. Aren't you away. from the era of silent movies, Mom? Well, we were born in the 1900s. <laughs> like, how long did it take you to do your homework if you had to chisel it in the rocks? <laughs> how many abacuses did you own? You had to read hieroglyphics just to do history homework. <laughs> there were right. history Sorry. books because Sorry. they didn't exist yet. All right, so we're going to get to our sip libs so that we can get to the rest of the episode. So, with all of that said, we're going to start in the upper, my upper right-hand corner, and go clockwise around the screen. So, Kevin, you get a verb. Uh, scoop. That's something that goes over everybody's head, but Abby. <laughs> What's scoop? Oh, oh boy. No, that's not what he means, I don't think. Oh, it's I the like scooper. You. I know what you mean. Okay. <laughs> All right, Shanna, adjective. Uh, hello? Clockwise. Uh, yeah. you already know what the adjective's supposed to be? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck me. No. Sure, I'll be fuckable. <sighs> uh, Buy me dinner first. Not- today. Give Shanna okay. the next one. Shanna gets an exclamation. Holy shitballs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy Batman. Balls. And Abby gets a number. 69. I knew it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus, God. Um, plural noun for you, co host. Um, dildos. And number for me, six, six, six. Oh. And Kevin, part of the body. Hmm. I wonder. The pelvis. Pelvis? Pelvis? Pelvic thrust. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shanna, animal, plural. <laughs> Shanimals. 
<laughs> yes, animals. Animals. I really want my own stuffed animal. Uh, uh, let's see, verb for Abby. It's an action word. I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Came? Yes. Okay. <laughs> hey, I don't know what they teach them here in Texas, but it ain't regular education. Hey, adverbs are confusing. We all know what a verb is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we go there and adverb for you, OG. Oh, quickly. So that it can say they came quickly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did I just summon an adverb? Uh, let's see. Type of building. Two dollar or house. House. Uh, plural noun, Kevin. Uh, mm, animatronics. Let's let's get on theme. Nice. Now and, I don't like it. <laughs> and type of food for Shanna. Uh, undercooked oatmeal. That's not oatmeal. pizza. Oatmeal. <laughs> but you. Uh, undercooked. Noun for Abby. Do you want to explain a noun to her? Too? No, 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 no. Oh my god! <laughs> Foxy. Yeah. Uh, like the most prevalent animatronic in the movie. Animal plural. Oh, you know where I'm going with this. Trash pandas. Trash pandas. They're so cute. They're my favorite. <laughs> Larry reminds me of a trash panda. Larry does not look like a trash panda. But he's got those paws uh, that hold things. But I think if he was wet, he would look like a sewer rat. <laughs> he does. Poor Larry. He's snoring. Verb uh, for me. Fucking. Just because I'm lame. And country, Kevin. Um, <laughs> Canada sounds like a that, yeast type. <laughs> I, I know Canada. I know Canada. Canada. No, yeah. Never mind. I don't know what I was saying. I actually wrote it down on the thing as Canada too, so that's how it will be good. Read. Uh, last one. Verb ending in S for Shanna. Uh, skeet. Skeet? Uh, skeet. Oh, skeet, 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 skeet. Oh, skeet, skeet. So, funny story. When Abby was like three, George taught her how to say skeet, skeet, skeet. And so she would go around <laughs> saying it. And I was like, I'm going to get a call from her school. <laughs> All right. So, there are no 
inappropriate children references in this syphilib. I promise. Thank God. Good. That other one, that one in the past was just terrible. Yeah. That was a fluke, and we will not speak of it. <laughs> Delete it. So, with that said, this one is entitled "The Upside Down." Do you dare to scoop into the upside down? Are you certifiably fuckable enough to experience Hawkins from the other side? Yeah. I hope. I hope you said "Holy shit balls!" Not in sixty-nine years. <laughs> because the upside down is a nightmare for even the bravest of dildos. <laughs> and unless you've got powers like six six six, you'd probably end up like Barb down there. Oh, so, justice for Barb. So what exactly is the upside down? Controlled by the pelvis pl- pelvis flare and swarming with demogorgons and vicious demo shanimals. this alternate dimension is the last place you'd ever want to come (laughs) the first portal the first portal was quickly opened by Eleven during an experiment taking place in Hawkins own national two dollar whorehouse Since then, the number of animatronics to the Upside Down has grown. From rotting oatmeal fields to the abandoned Foxy Foxy Mill, where the Mind Flayer built his army of trash pandas. (laughs) And though our hero Jim Fuckinger sacrificed himself to close the last open gate, there's speculation that Canada has a gate of their very own. They would. <laughs> Who skeets? What will happen next? <laughs> I almost said Russia, and now I'm glad I didn't because that would have been too accurate to the show. Right? I was, I was going to say Greenland. Do you want to end up where you were? Unemployed in Greenland? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So, great. before we get going into the episode, I want to take a brief second to let everybody know that we're going to be kind of sort of playing around with the format for our discussion a little bit. So when we get to the, that portion of the show, we're going to go with an open discussion about what we liked, what we didn't like, um, the best and worst parts of the movie. And then we'll just move right into our ratings and review for the movie as well. So with all of that said though, um, just the background information, like we always do, um, obviously, Five Nights at Freddy's released on October 27th, officially, unofficially the day before. But October 27th, 2023, was directed by Emma Tammy, was released by Universal Pictures, had a $20 million budget, and broke Blumhouse's domestic opening weekend box office record for Halloween 2018. That surprises with, me. With a $78 million opening weekend budget. So that $78 million did include streaming, right? Okay. Brandy just said, Mom, Hi, Rudy Brandy. is calling. We'll try and catch up later. Yeah, I have absolutely no doubt that she will watch the video and listen as well. So thank you for being here, B. I'm not sure if streaming would be included with that number. 
what the article I read said it was not that it matters. It's still astronomical, but yeah. I feel like it it included, which I don't know how they gauge that on streaming, if because it was included with subscriptions. Yeah, so I don't know if they gauge it like okay, every time it got watched on a certain account, that's a five dollar whatever a month. I don't know, but anyway, I'm confused because well, yeah, because if you factor in like the Peacock subscription fees, then that number should have been a hell of a lot higher because there's a lot more people that have paid money to Peacock. But yeah, they've they've obviously got some kind of way of factoring it in. So I don't know what the form. I'm just waiting for the steel book to come out so I can own it. Yeah. All right. And let's see. Uh, what else do we have left? Supposedly internationally, in one weekend it has made also a hundred and thirty million dollars. So that's probably pretty close, considering if it's seventy-eight just domestically. Yeah, that's only another fifty million around the world. So that's probably a pretty accurate number. Um, I mean, I just case, to show you how many sorry, how many fans and how many like gamers because Halloween twenty eighteen had like a, I mean, everybody was waiting for that movie and you know, it had a really, so for this to beat that, like just goes to show you who's going out there and watching this stuff. It's awesome. Kind of makes me feel, kind of makes me feel validated after my years of being ridiculed for being a fan of the franchise. <laughs> I mean, Abby's been talking about this movie for eight years too. Like, she, yeah, I, exactly. She about it. She's like, there's going to be a FNAF movie. There's going to be a FNAF movie. <laughs> I See, everyone, so many people thought it fell into production hell, and I always had faith in it just because of how big the community is. Like, it's going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. Even if it did get, have somebody jump the boat on it, but, you know, or jump the shark on it, but I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. Um, so, random guest time. Everybody knows we do it. Um, in case, oh. Unless you've looked it up. I haven't. Okay, Shanna, Kevin, Abby, you guys. I ain't look, look, look nothing up. Have you looked up the score on Rotten Tomatoes? No, but okay. I know what it is. <laughs> how do you know what it is? If because you... of TikTok. Okay, well then you don't. Oh, I was guess gonna... you know. Okay. Well, I don't remember it. But no. Okay. Well, if she doesn't remember, she can still have a guess. But we'll start with Kevin. Kevin, would you like to guess what the Rotten Tomato score is? I can't guess because I don't know the exact numbers, but I know really close to what they are. So I probably shouldn't say be the first one to say something okay, <laughs> because I've we'll seen the with, posts. We'll go. With, we'll go with Shanna first. Then I'm going sixty-seven. Okay, Amanda. I'm going seventy-eight. <laughs> All right, with the people who like or. Pretty have a pretty good guesstimate as to what the number is like to go now. Uh, I don't remember exactly, but I think it was in as, as for the audience in the eighties, and as for the uh, the critics, which I found out over the years that critics it's it's, it's a requirement for the field just to have terrible tastes. Yeah. But the critics think it's we're like twenty five percent. We're just going off of the rotten tomato meter, so yeah, you get, we go off the tomato meter, not the audience meter. So the wrong meter. Twenty-five <laughs> percent. The official number is twenty-six percent. I have a theory about this, actually. 
that I wanted uh, to talk about. But twenty-six percent on one hundred and thirty-seven reviews. So there's one hundred and thirty-seven people who don't know what the hell they're talking about. You can, and we and we will definitely be getting to that by the end of this episode. Oh, oh so I'm surprised. That tells you think... watching it, and I we I have something to say about that. Whether you want me to say it now or we can talk about it later, but that actually doesn't surprise me. Well, no, it doesn't because, and I normally say it because that's kind of like my coined phrase in the network, but um, I'm going to let you two fight over it as to which one gets to say it, but what do we say in the I Did Not Make These Rankings podcast network? Fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Say it with me, everybody. Fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Right in the butthole. Yeah. Fuck critics in general. Not not fans. You guys are all fans that are doing reviews. You guys aren't the critics. Okay, right. so here's the deal. I I think that people who don't know and, and and if I didn't have my daughter, I would know nothing about FNAF. So I wouldn't understand the fandom. I wouldn't understand the lore. And I would have gone into this movie expecting it to be like this deep like way out there horror movie but that's not what this movie is and that's not who it was made for this movie was not made for horror fans this movie was made for FNAF fans and in my opinion as a gateway movie for younger people into horror so I I definitely went into it expecting more gore and I realized that people who don't know about it probably were like oh i expect it to be scarier and it's like well that's because you don't you don't, it wasn't made for you <laughs> so i i don't remember if it was thursday night or friday that amanda and i kind of sort of had this discussion but i believe well at some point last week when i was watching the comment came out that to me the monster squad is a great movie to introduce children to the horror genre. Yeah. The next natural progressive step forward would be Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Then, you know, you're like warmed up and then dump them right into the abyss that is. Then just dump them right into the hotels, the room 37 or 237 scene in (laughs) The Shining. (laughs) But also, I feel like if you grew up going to showbiz, for people who are as old as me, yeah. showbiz, and then Chuck E. Cheese, I mean, those animatronics scared the crap out of me. Yeah. I could not understand why people were so, like, oh, they're so cool. I'm like, those things are scary as fuck. And, like, the ball pits, I used to have nightmares as a kid that I would drown in one of those. Now I realize it goes up to my ankles. There's no way that could have happened to me, but it's just And like, there's no water. Well... I thought I would suffocate, and oh, okay. we know that I have a fear of that, so I didn't mean drown literally. See, now that you're older, you just have a fear of the bacteria in there. Yes. Or the needles. The dirty needles. Oh, dirty God, bacteria. no. Or the turds. Yes. Yeah, I was always told as a kid that if we ever went to Chuck E. Cheese, I wasn't allowed to play in the ball pit because of the urban legend that the dirty needles in the bottom of the ball pit, and I'd get stuck with a needle and blah, blah. I, that never I, happened to me, and I played in lots of ball pits. And so I've now. never heard of that happening to anyone. I never even heard the urban um, legend. I mean, it's like, I've played with lie. plenty of balls in my life. And I've never <laughs> <heard of it. laughs> 
Dana definitely cut me off on that because that's exactly where I was going. Amanda is a fine connoisseur playing in ball pits. I've never contracted anything. Plenty is subjective. Uh, the fact that we're having this conversation and, and, and Abby's literally sitting there right by her mother. Priceless. Exactly. Well, I'm not going to lie. I've been to the Kohlhofer house before. I know that Abby's bedroom is literally like right almost directly over George and Amanda's bedroom. So there is no secrets in that house. You ain't got to get creepy with it. He's not wrong. <laughs> oh my god! See? Abby, Abby said one time she goes, she she like you guys are doing it, weren't you? And I was like, how do you know that? And she's like, well, you're not very good at controlling your sounds. And I was like, that was me controlling my sounds. I'm out, guys. See ya. Uh, <laughs> too much All for right. my boat. Quiet. Anyway. Yeah. All right. No, it really so, <laughs> last but not least, before we get to Shanna introducing her new way of doing our plot description, um, if you want to watch Five Nights at Freddy's and you're at this point and you haven't fucking turned it off, whatever, people, um, you can find it on Peacock or you can go to your local movie theater if you have one. Unless you live in Aberdeen, then you have to go to Olympia or Ocean Shores. So. All right, Shanna. Yeah. Would, like would you like to tell us all about the wonderment that is Five Nights at Freddy's? Absolutely. Okay. So the movie starts out with this this guy, and he is taking care of his little sister because, like, his brother was kidnapped and his mom is dead and his dad's a giant piece of shit anyway so it's like him and his little sister and he's fighting to keep custody from this nasty vag of an aunt and so <laughs> yeah she's what are you saying about my girl Iggy? so then like he gets this job at this like super creepy like to us it's the equivalent of showbiz pizza after he beats the shit out of some guy rightfully so who he thought was kidnapping a kid I mean, he shouldn't have gotten fired. He was just saving the kid. Anywho, so he gets his job. And then, like, you come to find out that this, the babysitter that watches his little sister while he's at Camp Creepy is, like, <laughs> in on it with the, the vag of an aunt. And she's like, ooh, let's, like, let's, like, mess up the whole place. So they go in, they mess up the whole place. And then she gets, like, beheaded by one of the animatronics. So he ends up having to bring his sister to, like, the place with him and he's like don't you move you gotta sleep don't you get it don't you leave. <laughs> so then she's like in her little like teepee hut and then she hears like voices so what does she do uh, she gets up and she goes exploring which is like the last thing that you want to do so then she finds all these animatronic friends that are like moving and they're not supposed to be because like yikes so then he finds her and, and he's like are, are these you know, are these moving? Are they ghosts? And she's like, yep. Like, it's normal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love that scene. Yeah. And come to find out his little brother was kidnapped when he was a kid. And he keeps, like, trying to, like, relive the same dream so he can figure out what happened to his little brother. And somehow, I'm not entirely sure because I was really high. But they all, like, it all fits in together. Like, these missing kids that are showing up in his dream and these, like, animatronic characters. And then come to find out. They, like, put the dead body of the kids in the animatronics because then, like, the cops won't find them there. And, like, 
really there wasn't anything like oozing out of the animatronics like like how did that happen like the smell alone, smells have to draw some attention Maybe it definitely smells situation yeah and then they put him inside yeah so then like they're sitting there and he thinks these are a really nice animatronics so he lets his little sister play with them and he's like mm. So that makes me question his ability as a parent. But anywho, so he finally makes he's a brother, not a parent. <laughs> right? He actually he actually makes this like deal with the devil with Aunt Vag, and he like <laughs> has, she lets her he lets her babysitter, and then like they come to find out that they want to make these kids like they want the little sister to join them forever because he made a deal and is like making a deal with the devil. So they're like we're gonna take the little sister, and he's like oh no I gotta go find her, and then they go find her and. Like he has to save it, and then ta-da, the yellow bunny comes in, and it's Matthew Lillard, and he's like, he's like, I always come back, you know, and then <laughs> I always come back, and then Stu, <laughs> what did she what say? Did she say? Scream. <laughs> she oh. dirty. Never mind. Oh, yeah, he's like, I always come back, and I'm like, Stu <laughs> Mocker. <laughs> I always had a shaggy. <laughs> He's shaggy to me. Yeah, Aww. like Mary Stuart Masterson did a great job of she, playing Aunt Badge. Yeah, she did. Lot. She was awful. <laughs> my girl Iggy. Why? Why did they do that to my girl Iggy? He's a brother, not a parent, and he was still reeling from the Hunger Games. So give him a break. I he had to have been exhausted. I mean, uh, like, maybe that, the, what do you do? Maybe the security job at Satan's Pizza Parlor was all he could handle. I just heard a really weird noise that made no Ghosts. sense. Ghosts. It was Freddy. I'm convinced we have them. Because Pearl likes to... I've been in your house before. Pearl likes to, like... Your uh, house is creepy as fuck. It is not. It's very homey. It just looks like <laughs> a vampire castle from the outside. Last Halloween, I really churched it up. <laughs> uh, Pearl likes to chirp at like lights, like when the sunlight is in a certain spot, but then also she chirps at nothing and she's like really into it. And I'm like, Yeah, we have a ghost. Hi, Tardis. She's being, I'm brat, not gonna so lie, she's gotta be hugged. It's not just Pearl that freaking talks to the ghost. I mean, even church last year. Was so. All right, are we ready for um? Shit, um. Somebody needs to plug his laptop in, and we're gonna be fucked. Oh What's no! Stand by me situation. Oh no! I wasn't gonna go. I wasn't gonna. Oh no! Ha! And the land is dark. I hear the secrets of the night. When you're talking in your sleep. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> first up. All right. First up, um, I'm going to let Shanna and Amanda go first because I feel like if I open the discussion to Kevin and or Abby to talk about what they like most about the movie will be here and they'll steal all of our favorite parts from us. Well, don't so, worry. I kind of forgot about the lore. <laughs> the lore! How did you forget about the lore? Oh, You've been, you were telling me about it through the whole movie. I know some of it. I don't remember it until I remember it. Oh, okay. Well, 
let's see. We'll go reverse order this time. Queenie, okay. would you like to give us one or two aspects of the movie that you really enjoyed? Um, I really thought that uh, Josh gave it his all in that role. I thought he did a really good job of conveying Mike's pain and kind of what he was going through and just kind of how hard it is to, you know, be a struggling person, both emotionally and financially and having to take care of a sister. It kind of gave me a rose red vibe where it's like you have to take care of somebody um, whether you want to or not, they're kind of your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, and they're, they're special gifted, different in some way that we don't consider quote unquote normal. Um, so I thought he, for it being a horror movie, I thought he brought a lot of depth to it. Um, also not going to lie. Peter kind of got hot. Oh yeah, he did. Peter got hot. Yeah. I, if maybe Katniss dumped him because really they shouldn't have ended up together anyway. No. Uh, and then I will say it was hard for me to see um, Vanessa as anything but Beck, but I still enjoyed that. Wait, not Beck, Vanessa. like the person who sings the song. Elizabeth, <laughs> Beck sorry. is a band. No, Beck from you. But I oh, I haven't seen you. you. Um. The animatronics. I thought the animatronics were great. I thought they did a good job. Yes. So those are my two. Oh, did you know they have them at Universal? That makes you want to go so bad. I thought they. I had already. That's awesome. Yeah, I wanted to go. I thought they just had the Stranger Things thing. I wish. I wish we would have gone to Halloween Horror Nights this year, but that's okay. You went last year. Wasn't that enough? No, it's never enough. Don't worry. Just go next year. It'll be a Five Nights at Freddy's themed one. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Probably. I mean, look at what, like we said, the box office numbers are already, and it's only been out for, what, four days? Yeah. Shit, I'd be freaking happy. If I was a movie studio and or director slash producer, if I had a $130 million box office for the whole run of my movie, I'd be happier in the fart in the windstorm, let alone. Well, hopefully that means dollars working on part two. Yeah. Supposedly it's already in pre-production, but that's just rumors. So I think we kind of sort of discussed it before you two got here, but while doing my research, I did see that um, Mr. Shaggy Stew himself has said that he has signed on for not one, but three Five Nights at Freddy movies. Yeah, you you told us that, didn't you? Told what? <laughs> Are you paying attention? I'm you looking for a scene pack for the FNAF movie. That uh, that Matthew Lillard just signed yeah. on for three movies? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I knew that. Like, so I hope they do at least the first three games. I hope they do the fourth game, but I don't know if that would happen or not. Oh, I would love that. I, so I, I would really just want the pizza plex. I want to see the pizza plex. Yes. <laughs> What's a pizza plex? <laughs> What's a pizza plex? <laughs> <laughs> What? Is that like CC's so birthday pizza? So, Kevin, I want to purchase, but I don't know which game I should get. So, that, should I guess Sister Location, Help Wanted, or Security Breach? Oh, Help Wanted all the way. Help oh, Wanted is one of the most fun games. <laughs> Help Wanted is is one of the best VR games ever made. It's so well made. It's so beautiful. It's got such cool games in it. 
Plus, it's like all the original games in one game, so it, it's so much packed into one. Nice. Well, thank you. Now I know what I'm going to spend my paycheck on. <laughs> and then you'll be ready for Help Wanted 2 when it comes out uh, oh, yeah. next month. Or, yeah, I think next month or two months, whatever. I may have to start playing these games. You, you might poop yourself playing Help Wanted. <laughs> I can't play those games. Like, it makes my anxiety go too high. Just imagine it in VR. <laughs> no, thank you. Like, my fart would fall on the floor. <laughs> As is Shanna's character uh, talking uh, about her favorite things. <laughs> yeah. Shanna. What yes, about the movie did you grab? What about the movie grabbed your attention in a positive way? Well, like Kevin and Abby, my daughter is like a super fan. She loves everything Freddie related. So I have been hearing and avoiding Five Nights at Freddy talk for years. <laughs> yeah. So when she told me that this movie was finally coming out, I was like, great, I'm going to watch this movie. I'm not going to understand a damn thing about it. But I think they did a really, really great job at, I don't want to say dumbing it down, but making it very intro level for people that aren't familiar with the, you know, the, yeah. the whole story and all of the lore and everything. It was really a great starting point to kind of bring people into the fandom. Like me, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to read the three books now. I kind of want to, you know, find out more information. So they did a really, really great job at like bridging the gap between the super fans and the new fans. I really, really liked that. And I was able to understand the movie without having to ask a lot of questions. Agreed. So that was definitely a high point. I think the actors were great. The little sister was so cute. I just yes. wanted to hug her. Like, you know, when she was like, he's like, can you wait in the car? And she's like, nope. You really rooted for her, even though sometimes she was kind of an asshole. Yeah. I mean, she's a kid. What do you expect? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I and know her whole life kind of fell apart. Jen! And then, like, what I didn't understand is when they're, when she's sitting at the table like eating and he's like so i had a brother we had a brother i'm like how has this never come up <laughs> like well just the now vibe i got was that it has come up it's just very rare yeah like that was the vibe I, I got out of the situation i also right i also had a sibling that passed away before i was born and i knew about it from a very young age you know i mean it allowed me to take advantage of the situation but <laughs> oh, I my my sister actually passed away six weeks before I was born from SIDS. Oh my so, god! Yeah, so like I was treated like a princess. Oh, of course you were. Yeah, I was doted on. I I got to beat the shit out of my brother constantly, and like whenever I beat the shit out of him, my parents would be like, "What'd you do, Eric?" Like I heard the light bright story. Yeah, I broke his head open once on a door jam and I ran down the hill screaming Eric's bleeding and I grounded <laughs> I mean, so before we go before we go too deep into this conversation I, I do have a message that I need to convey from Jen herself Kevin Jean okay Kevin! as you were okay so I mean, nobody really needs me to relive my past crimes. I mean, I don't know what the statute of limitations is like yeah, on those. So, depend on that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we might what we might want to give it another five or six years before we go back 
down this rabbit hole. So um, I will second the fact that I have no idea what the statute of limitation is in freaking Iowa because that's freaking like. Oh, the, I mean, these the crimes happened all over the world. Oh, that's right. You lived in Germany. Yeah, I lived in Michigan, Germany, Maryland. I mean, I was an intercontinental risk. <laughs> yeah. And of course, of course, it's Germany because that's like the one international country that we're big in right now. So for those of you listening in Germany, you did not hear a word that Shannon said. Do not export me. We are not extraditing. Kendra. Oh, that's the word. Shanna. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word, so I said export. I knew what you meant. <laughs> God, I'm dumb. I'm fucking dumb. You're not an item. Uh, or imported. So, um, not that I'm stealing or copycatting from the girls, but... Um, I definitely appreciate the same, pretty much the same things that they appreciated about this movie because I feel like I've, I've had this discussion before in my own head about when is a good time to introduce a younger child to the horror genre because I love horror. We all know I love horror. Amanda loves horror. We all on the show love horror. But like my sister-in-law would crucify me right now she knew that i ever thought about introducing nico to anything horror related because she doesn't like the horror but i will sneak it in there eventually but huh <laughs> what just, just, just throw on the terrifier movies you'll be good oh my god no. <laughs> i've never even seen them i've only heard of them <laughs> they are pretty gross yeah, i've heard enough disgusting I've heard enough bad that I have no desire. But with that said, somebody will request them, and now I'll have to watch them for an evening at the movie. So hard pass, not doing it. I I test the waters, but I don't think I'd like it. Yeah. So definitely, like I said earlier, Monster Squad is probably a good elementary school introduction. Into the edginess that is Mine horror is movies, Five Nights at Freddy's. Maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, it's not a freaking here, sit and watch, and I'm going to go do whatever. I mean, sit down and be there for the. Okay, don't refer to this type of person as this or what. Yeah. Because it's not very. Monster Squad went hard. It's very cringy it. when it comes to. It did not age well. A lot of movies went hard with that shit. Yeah, it did not age well. Just like a lot of stuff in the 80s didn't age well. So, but, and then I feel like the next natural, like I said, the next natural progression in the line would be Five Nights at Freddy's sometime in the junior high years. So, um, so at this point, us noobs have discussed our favorite portions of the show, and I'm going to Turn the microphones over to the lifers. And <laughs> Kevin, Abby, as you were. Hi. Abby, go on. I'll go last. Go on about what? <laughs> uh, the movie what, Sta what, Sandlot. What? The movie? 
She has not seen the same lot, I don't think. Um, I mean, I think the movie was bad parenting good. on your part. I I would have liked if they added more gore because the guy that made the nap, Scott Hawkins, he basically talked out of his ass saying that he was gonna like put a bunch of gore. Like, oh, there's just so this scene that we might not even put in the movie because it's so gory. I don't. I think they don't have to but I mean, overall, it was a pretty good movie. Like, it gives you the idea of what happened, but it doesn't show what happens. Like, I think the most scariest scene is like the ending. Like, in my opinion. Um. What What couple of things did you really like about it? Uh, I really liked that Matthew Lillard was in it, and that he did like the knife thing, like that he doesn't scream. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, what? That's such a reference, like Easter egg moment. Like, um, let's see. Um, I. I like how they're kind of following the storyline, like in the books, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and I don't know. I just I think maybe that I think this will be successful. I think this will be successful. Um, I mean, I hope that maybe like during like the next few movies, like they graduate, like gradually go into more war. But like, if that doesn't happen, that's fine. But I mean, I think that this franchise will be good. I mean, overall, I think it was pretty good. I mean, they could have done better, in my opinion, the lore, but at the same time, I just feel like it's more fun for people that don't know the lore, because they don't know what's going on, so they're like, oh my god, what is that? Why Why is this happening? Like, my mom, like, she seemed to enjoy it, because she I had did. no idea what she was, like, she had no idea what was going on. But as yeah. someone who, know, who knows what's going <laughs> on, I was just like, well, I mean... I like it. I like it. I'll, I'll give it a good So you think it wasn't as enjoyable for somebody who knows all the lore? Yeah, I mean, it just, instead of, like, showing what happens, it gives an idea of what happens. Like, the scene with the, the like, I think the most scariest scene is, like, the ending. I won't say what it is because of spoilers. But... Well, we're going to get there Okay, anyway. well, then the spring lock failure scene. That's the most scariest part because, like, it actually kind of shows a bit of gore, but other than that... I don't know. I mean, I, I think, like it though. I mean, I think this could be my new comfort movie if I'm nice. <laughs> I, I really thought it was testing, cool. I think they were testing the waters. Is yeah. What I yeah. With like, not being too much of the lore, but being enough to lure people in. <laughs> yeah. I think with 98% of the reviews of, of the negative reviews of the movie just pretty much saying there wasn't enough gore, I think they might up it a bit in the next one, especially yeah. with like the movies aging with the audience and stuff. I thought it was really neat, like, when they... It was creepy to me when they dragged him off. I was like, oh, that's creepy. Yeah. That's such a good scene for the fans. Because you know what they're going to (laughs) do. They're going to get him. Warriors, Abby? Oh, Kevin, um, I was at Kroger yesterday, or the day before, and I found a Fazbear Price graphic novel. I don't know which one it was, but I got one. So I'm collecting the graphic novel, so I'm really excited. Nice. I got like the first two and I'm such a bad reader that I don't think I've even like made I think I made it like five pages into the first one. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie. I, I figured that going into this that it was gonna linearly follow the books. So I went and got the original trilogy. I got the trilogy in graphic novels and I believe the first Four of the yeah, Freddy Fazbear set. Fazbear Frights. Like Twelve books long. Yeah, yeah, Fazbear Frights. Whatever it is. That's only the first one, and there was the, the Tales of the, the Pizza Plex, which is a whole nother like nine books. 
I need to know more about this pizza plex. It's in security breach. <laughs> Sounds yummy. <laughs> it's a really awesome building. Like the, one of the biggest right. things about the ga- the f- games over the years is the character designs and the settings. Like they've Scott Cawthon, like his his designs for his characters have always been out of the park. My favorite has always been like uh, sister location because like when you see those animatronics, they're like faces like open up in cool, unique ways. Like each face has each part of the face has like four segments, and it just looks so cool. I love that they have all these different versions of the animatronics. Like that's just kind of what I've learned from Abby from the games and then from the, like, you know, all the crap that she has. Um, I it's, I mean, it's obviously a cash grab. It's like how many different versions of these same thing can we make to get people? But I still think it's pretty cool. Oh God. Don't even get me started on five nights at Freddy's, the AR game. That's literally just a game made to make an infinite amount of variations of the characters. There's like, swamp versions of the characters there's uh blue uh, black light versions of the characters there's there's a lot of cool ones and a lot of just weird ones that are like what <laughs> i like golden freddy uh, yeah my favorite's always been a character that's very likely going to be in the next movie i'm still waiting on a taylor swift freddy <laughs> <laughs> it's probably in the ar version taylor's version it's taylor's probably already there All right, so moving along, Kev, was there anything you know oh. you would like to discuss as far as likes go? Uh, everything. I mean, uh, not like it ain't a perfect movie. Nothing's a perfect movie, but they did such a good job of making a movie for the fans. Uh, there were so many Easter eggs littered all throughout. Like, uh, uh. The, the cameos, I, I wish I knew Corey X. Jensen or whatever his name is, because the entire theater freaked out when he was on screen, even though he was in the trailers, because apparently he's a big YouTuber and I feel ashamed of myself for not watching him. But when that waiter, when his face got reviewed, I screamed. He's my favorite YouTuber on all of YouTube. Matt Pat, Matthew Patrick. He has the best channels like game theory, food theory, film theory, style theory. They're all phenomenal channels and you will learn so much stuff watching them. And when he appeared on screen after literally gaslighting the Internet for like a year, telling us that he was not in the movie, uh, I was I wasn't the only one who made it like little eep. (laughs) Abby Abby was like, ah, Uh, and apparently Markiplier, we all knew he was supposed to be in the movie, but he had a conflict with Iron Lung, a movie he's making. He was supposed to be, I found out through MatPat, that he was originally scheduled on as that night guard that opened the movie. Oh, that would have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I knew who Markiplier was because Abby's been talking about him forever. Matt Pat, I don't think I ever heard her talk about, but. Oh, Matt Pat is, he's, Pat. He, he's my favorite. I love Matt Pat. <laughs> And that's just a theory. Uh, that's actually not a theory. That's a fact. <laughs> but uh, the Jim Henson Creature Shop killed it with those animatronics. They literally. Yeah, that's Jim Henson Creature Shop. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they they saw the first yeah, game I, I and they story. literally they pulled it out of the game. They pulled those animatronics out of the game and brought them into reality in such a one to one aspect that it is for the fans just to see that alone is the ultimate fan service i love uh, how cheesy they were like i know how it like, took you back to like amanda and i it took us back to showbiz yep. where that fucking gorilla 
that yep. looked like just had felt stuff all stapled on him. <laughs> <laughs> like they look so silly, like that fort scene. That fort yeah. scene was so great. I loved it. They're so cute. It's so great how they can look so cute. And then like it's I feel like it's more on the comedy horror side. That might have not been what they were exactly going for. But I love me a comedy horror. So like the just like all around uh, so good. And, and the leg biting Ma- cupcake was great. <laughs> yes. Cupcake's adorable. Right. Uh, Matthew Lillard. I've, I've always loved Matthew Lillard like ever since like scooby-doo like i, I love scream too uh and everything of course scream. but uh i could or, i i said I'm, i said scream two not scream two. <laughs> scream, comma, two. <laughs> two with two o's but i i fell in love with him when he was shaggy like that yeah, just just shaggy. he killed that role and the fact that he's like he's still shaggy he just like became that role other than that stupid scoob movie that i protested because will forte is not shaggy uh matthew lillard is shaggy will forte is batman <laughs> lego batman no. but i haven't seen matthew no. lillard physically act in so many years if I, when i looked at his stuff it's mostly just shaggy roles it's it was so satisfying to see him acting again and just to see him kill it like he personified that role so well uh so many little Easter eggs like uh, that there was uh animatronic called Sparky's or Sparky, who was one of the original like uh, f- fake theories of the franchise. In the first game, you got uh, rare screen grabs. All of the games pretty much have rare screen grabs where you can have uh, you can go to a camera and there will just be something going on that just doesn't happen all the time. And it's super rare. So somebody made an edit and they put a little dog in the corner, a uh, little dog animatronic called Sparky, and yeah. it just blew up and uh, it was fake. It was an edit. And Scott is like, I'm going to put it in the movie. And they, there was literally a Sparky animatronic. There was that dog animatronic that one of the characters got shoved into. Uh, I think Max got put into the Sparky animatronic. And... Uh, the restaurant that they were in was called Sparky's. Oh, nice. See, I think it would be fun to watch it. Like, it was definitely fun to watch it not knowing anything because you could still enjoy it. But I think knowing all this stuff, like, okay, like for us, like, let's say for me and Casey and maybe even Shanna, watching Halloween 2018, knowing all the movies so well, it was the same thing where you could watch it and they told you enough of the backstory that you didn't necessarily have to see the first one. Or any of the others but for the rest of us who have seen all the movies mm-hmm. we caught all the easter eggs you know the the shots of, oh that's from this movie and oh that's from that movie and oh look it's the silver shamrock masks like i love when movies do that when it's like no matter who you are you can still enjoy it without feeling like you're missing anything like the picture on the wall it's with her and and I just got to say, I, I, I was planning on pulling it up so that I could pull it up as a visual reference. But the Matthew Lillard twitching in that suit when they're pulling him away. If you saw the teaser for that game where the animatronic uh, Springtrap is, well, Spring Bonnie at that point because he's not Springtrap until he's dead. But when you see the animation of him twitching, the character twitching in the teaser, Matthew captured it perfectly when they were dragging him away. Like it. I can't understand how he somehow got the twitch exactly perfect. Like he might just be like, "Oh, it's just twitching," but no, he personified that that image 
insanely. That's cool. Yeah. I think he's been underrated for a long time. Yeah. I'm not going to, I mean, I fell not necessarily in love, in love, but Stu was an amazing part of Scream. Um, Liver alone. You don't want to have Stu, you don't want to have Stu's butt babies? No. I think the um, very first movie I ever saw him in was Hackers, and I loved it. Yeah, that's George's favorite. Hackers, Hackers is a great movie. Summer, I enjoyed watching him in Summer Catch, which is a baseball movie. Yep. Not everybody's going to love baseball, but I love the movie at the same time. Fucking Scooby-Doo, obviously a shaggy. Yeah. You know, he is a great actor, in my opinion. And just bringing him... It was one of those moments where, spoiler alert, that you know you get the initial meeting of his character in the beginning of the movie, and it's like that's, that's probably my one biggest negative is the fact that I felt like once I first saw him at the beginning of the movie, I knew what the plot twist at the end. Of yeah, the movie was be. So, I didn't know exactly, but I knew he was involved. I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but I was in that ninety to. 95, 97%. I mean, when you got Matthew Lillard on screen, you know he's going to be an important character, not just a career counselor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope or, this gets him some more serious roles. I mean, not that this was a serious, serious role, but it was at least a little darker than the comedy shtick he's normally in, because I'd like to see him do some serious I'd like roles. to see him just physically acting more. Apparently, he's yeah. going to be in the uh, Mister uh, the Life of Chuck movie. Apparently he's in the cast of that, which I'm excited for. I want to see him acting, no, physically me. acting apparently, more. Apparently he's coming back to Scream too, as well for Scream Seven. I did watch a movie with him in it the other night called The Curve, and it's about the these people that are under the impression that if you your roommate commits suicide, you get automatic A's. It's not Dead Man on Campus. This was like a serious version. It sounds like Dead Man on Campus. I know it does, but this one's like not comedy. Okay. It's really good. It's got um it's got him in it. It's got the the guy from um Never Been Kissed. It's got Carrie Russell. It's got the boyfriend from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Interesting. Yeah. Uh the guy from um um Oh crap, what's that movie with Molly Ringwald where they're in high school and she gets pregnant? For keeps. Yeah, that one. That guy. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Casey. All right. No, you're fine. I think I think I'm done. I could probably go on longer, but I've already gone on long enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get to um, our reviews and ratings, um, was there anything about the movie that any of you guys absolutely did not like at all? I wouldn't say <clears throat> I wouldn't say there was anything I didn't like. I would say, like I said before, I was a little disappointed that it that there weren't more jump scares. I don't really care about gore. I the whole jump scare thing is a thing that Abby has been instilling in me since she started playing these games, reading these books, whatever about jump scares. And I was like, I, I can feel I that. Feel like there was enough jump scares. That's Gore, that is one of the gripes, even among fans too. Like, sure, there was like twenty balloon boy jump scares, but that was pretty much it. Yeah. So that's really the only thing is I, I 
and again, like I said, I know it wasn't made for horror fans, but I did expect it to be maybe just a little bit scarier, or at least a few like, oh, and I don't feel like I really got that. But other than I that, mean, I, I mean, that Monch scene, that Monch scene, like, got me just because, yeah. like, it was in the trailer. Everything leading up to that was in the trailer. And then all of a sudden they show the shadow and just Monch and Max is halved. It's like, oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, that that would be like my only complaint, but also I get why they might not have gone too hard that way, because like what we talked about, it's made for the fans and younger people to kind of, so I get it, but I would have liked to have been a little more scared. Other than that, I thought it was good. Shanna, was there anything that you didn't like about the movie? I would like to have had a little more closure as far as what happened to his little brother. I know that Jody mentioned that, you know, it, it'll be coming later. Yeah, I, that's what I was assuming, too, the way Kevin's acting find out later. Closure in a Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so you knew what happened, you know, you knew that the daughter knew about the kidnapping and everything. And they did all that, but like they didn't go into anything of what happened to them after that. We know what happened to the other kids. They were shoved in animatronics. Yeah. So cool. what? What did happen to him? So there's a good, there's a good likelihood that uh, well, I don't know what Gar- Garrett might be. Uh, I can't think of that. Golden Freddy. Gary might Garrett might be Golden Freddy. He might be Balloon Boy. He might very well be. Uh, the the a character that got hinted at several times in the movie that's going to be in the next car- uh, movie, which is the puppet, which is actually my favorite character, because according to like parallels, what is the puppet? What about oh, the puppet? The Garrett is the puppet. Right. Yeah, because uh, like the way that the movie's going so far is the Aftons are the Aftons and it seems it's not confirmed because there's no confirmations and literally the whole premise of Five Nights at Freddy's is you're going to have several different tangents and so many like options for theories you don't get you rarely get a solid answer in this franchise and it's intentionally designed that way so that people can build theories but uh, yeah exactly Jesus God this movie's going to freaking drive me up the fucking wall <laughs> but it seems like the way that the movie is going so far is the aftons are obviously the aftons but mike's family might actually be more connected to them than the movie is letting on in the first movie because there's a good chance that his entire family might be a parallel to the emily family that's in the game franchise. i wish happy was here uh the emily family that's in the game franchise uh in other words uh and it's actually lined up. It, uh, Mike's dad might actually be the co-owner of the original Five Nights at Freddy's. He might have actually been a partner with William Afton back in the day. It's just Mike didn't know because he was too young and everything to remember all that. Uh, and okay, Let's put a pin in that until Abby comes back because I want to hear that too from her. Um, is that okay? Uh, sure. Yeah. I also wanted, because Aunt Vag was such a cunt, I wanted to see what happened to her. (laughs) Oh my god. I can't get over that name. (laughs) I would like to have seen her death scene. Like, just for some catharsis. Oh, oh my god. The lawyer lawyer was probably my favorite character. That, like, lost... That lost guppy look on his face was just amazing. (laughs) 
I don't want to be here. And then they were like, well, maybe we can take him out. And he's like, I really can't be here. (laughs) (laughs) I can't hear this. (sighs) Casey, was there anything you didn't really like? Um, I kind of was expecting like you maybe a little bit more gore. Um, we kind of sort of discussed it while I was finishing my rewatch or finishing my watch on Friday that, yeah, the jump scare numbers were kind of probably a little bit low for my taste, but I mean, at the end of the day, it, it wasn't like it was horribly bad. Like the lat, like yeah, there was enough there to keep me involved and keep me, you know, watching, but I just, I wanted just a smidge bit more, but at the same time, like we said, this is for the fans. Is that silly cat up too? <laughs> She's making noise. It wasn't necessarily meant for people coming in from the outside, like you know, us old heads, me, Amanda, and Shanna. I'm just a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Kevin's talking about... Pull the pin. The Aftons and the Emilys? Okay, so so what does Abby have to think about the the Aftons obviously being the Aftons because the movie tells us that, (laughs) but uh, Mike's family being parallels to the Emily family... uh, I can't think of how to expand upon it farther right now, but I lost my train of thought. But uh, with uh, dad. the the dad originally being uh, Mike's dad, originally being the co-founder with William Afton and then just splitting up because of the drama that happened back in the day when Mike was young. So he doesn't remember any of that. And that's the reason why William would drive all the way from we don't exactly know the setting, but up. A hint shows that it might be actually in Minnesota is the setting of the movie, maybe. But to dr- drive all the way from whatever the setting is to Nebraska to go kidnap some random kid in a forest. Right. And know that they're going to be there. And yeah. Because that's such a major plot hole. But the movie was like, if the movie was intentionally hiding that from us, that that would also explain the likelihood of Garrett being the puppet in the next movie because of Charlie being the puppet. I was surprised, like, a lot of people, like, because I've been seeing on TikTok, a lot of people were like, why is Mike not Michael Afton? (laughs) Because he might be more of a parallel to the Emily family. It might just be because Scott's been doing this to for years, just throwing random names in there just to mess with us because we know so many things are important and whatnot. So he'll be like, ha, there's another Mike in the franchise. Who knows if it's the (laughs) Mike you guys know? (laughs) See, and I haven't seen that kidnapping thing as a plot hole because us being our age know that in the 80s kids were snatched all the time like see that's not why it's a plot hole the plot hole is why he would drive across uh, states to go kidnap some random kid okay i see what you're saying yeah and also and also it's it's also completely against his mo because all of his murders happened in that establishment in that fet establishment and all of a sudden he's kidnapping and killing some random kid I did I, I, wonder about that actually. 
I have a strong feeling along with other like theorists on YouTubers because I'm always sitting there watching the theories that it's a parallel that the 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 Schmitz are a parallel to the Emily's. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Now I'm definitely going to read some books. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I was actually I, I told Casey beforehand, he's like reading the books and I'm like, the movie's probably going to follow the game storyline more than the the books. And then the movie comes out. And wow, that that ending with the drawing, like where, where she draws the new picture and puts it over the original picture. That's straight out of the book. That's how they defeated uh, uh, William Afton in the books. They because he manipulated the kids and made them think like, hey, you need to help me because I'm a good guy. And then draws a new picture and boom, they know. Nice. Here, I've got candy. Come inside my windowless van. <laughs> oh, and that intro, the, the intro credits was such a just such a serotonin drip for the fans of the franchise. Because that's that's how we got all the lore and all the games. The gameplay itself is creepy and cool. But when you actually got the lore of the games was when you died and you popped into a little 8-bit mini game and you got the lore. Nice. Right. And, the, and the song at the end of the movie, the song and the credits. That is the first song that came out for the game and is one of the most iconic songs in the franchise. Everyone knows it. It's awesome. All right. So in interest of time, yes. I yeah. think we need to, because we're almost an hour and a half into this, and there, I feel like there's so much more that we can, we, we can get into with this. And... I'm actually kind of looking forward to the fact that I think we should all reconvene and further scratch the surface on more of this because there's like obviously so much more. But um, yeah, we could expand upon the book and game lore a bit more too in a future one. Yeah, well, and we can discuss books, we can discuss lore, video games, movies. I mean, so 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 much, but. Um, Let's get to our ratings. Ooh, my my friend left a comment. That's a good point, too. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Afton also recognized Mike's last name when he looked at his file, then offered yeah. him a job as security guard. Oh. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I love the way Matthew uh, acted that scene. It was so good. And Mike... Sh yeah. He looks at the paper and then he looks and then he gets a little closer. So do you want some coffee? <laughs> I feel like that didn't get I feel like that didn't get made clear enough to people who don't know the lore because I will say that caught me from the very beginning. I was like, why isn't he saying his last name? Why isn't he saying his last name? What what is it about this guy? I don't feel I ever got closure on that because I don't know. Well, you hear him say the name at the end of the movie, yeah. like Mike Schmidt. I murdered your brother, and now I'm gonna murder you. Yeah. Symmetry, row. Ro. <laughs> Symmetry. <laughs> All right. I always so come back. So for you guys who aren't a part of the franchise, that is Michael Afton's line. He always comes back. He's he's a never-ending part of the franchise. Like, even after he dies, he comes back as Springtrap. And then after Springtrap gets destroyed, he comes back as Glitchtrap because he puts his subconscious, he puts his memory into, like, a, a, 
a virus in a computer system so we can continue living because Michael, I mean, uh, William always comes back. Kind of like my relationship with little Debbie. (laughs) (laughs) On that note. um, (laughs) So, okay. So we got ratings coming up. So um, we've kind of sort of started off every other direction, but Shanna. So Shanna, you get to go first. What would you rate this movie out of five? I am going to go 4.7 hot, 4.75 biting cupcakes. I thought this was super fun. I really had a great time watching it. It wasn't one that, you know, you had to think super hard. You could just sit back, chill, relax, and watch. As Abby said, comfort movie. Yeah, and let the story unfold for you. You didn't have to put a ton of pieces together. I mean, it was simple enough that you could yeah you kind of figured out that matthew lillard is the bad guy at the end and you didn't have to sit there and try and figure it out but it was a great fun ride watching it as it unfolded it was fun and she gets up and leaves right as i'm getting (laughs) yeah let her go after (laughs) so all right so uh mama you can go first okay well i guess um, if I'm going to do it that way, um, cause I usually go in half steps, but I'll, I'll go with, I'll go with 4.8, um, Fazbear pizzas. <laughs> I think that it, like you said, it, it was a lot of fun. It wasn't overly gory. Like I said, I wish it had been a little scarier, but other than that, I thought the story was good. The acting was good. I, I just really enjoyed it. And I definitely want to watch it again. That little girl was phenomenal. Yes. And the little blonde boy, his expressions were so sinister. He really did a good job, too. Right? Yeah. That kid was giving me definite Gage Creek vibes. Yeah, he he killed it. (laughs) Like Village of the Damned little blonde kid kind of. Yes. Yeah, that too. Uh, Kids bracket or or a draft, I definitely could throw him in there. Mm Mm-hmm. That could be a sip episode or a sip episode too, yeah. Oh yes, it should be. And Kevin, uh, as a as a fan of the franchise, it's an absolute ten out of ten. Like they they made that movie for us. Like so much fan service and such a well produced movie, and you can tell why Scott ripped up several scripts in the process of trying to make this movie because he needed it to be perfect and you can tell this is the one where he's like yes uh as a movie uh as like uh, if i just watch it as a as a movie not as a fan of the franchise i'd see it more as like maybe a 4.5 just because of like as you guys said it it's uh there's some plot lines that might be confusing to people who aren't part of the franchise like I've heard some people point out that when William says I always come back, it comes out of nowhere and it's like like a line that doesn't make sense, but when you uh like I said when you're part of the franchise, you know that that's his iconic line and him putting that head on when he's doing it is because he knows that if he dies in that suit, his soul will take over that animatronic. So it's him saying that is being like, yeah, you think you got you think you killed me. I always come back. <laughs> and what's great about the movie too is like for Amanda and I, when we watch it, like, yeah, we don't know the lore, but we can find someone who does if we have questions. And they love the movie so much that they 
you can ask them and it's not like they're making fun of you for not it, it the people yeah. that are really really big FNAF fans aren't like those people that think you're uncool if you aren't mm-hmm. they're so eager to share the world yep. with you we are happy to share yeah. everything with exactly. you exactly <laughs> it's not this elitist mindset or my mentality it's like yeah come sit have a drink (laughs) (laughs) i I think it's funny there's a video on the youtube that came out recently that's uh, a brief analysis to the introduction of five nights at freddy's and it's like eight hours long (laughs) yes kevin sent me that video and i was like i'm not sitting here for eight hours watching (laughs) i want to watch that whole thing i'll do it i just haven't started it yet (laughs) so all right so abby yeah. Now that you're back, would you like to give us your rating of the movie out of five? Out of five, like five being the best. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, I give it about a three, three point five. Wow. Three, four, four. Harsh. We were all generous. <laughs> I'm offended. Could have done better, but I think with like since they're doing at least three movies, I think it will get better. Like gradually, so I mean, I think I think they did good. I think they did good. Um, I think that they could have done better, but other than that, I mean, they did what they could. I mean, I'm just glad that we got the movie at least. Yeah, after eight <laughs> years. Yeah. <laughs> after all my friends being like, "Where's the FNAF movie?" and then it finally comes out, and now I'm not friends with them anymore, but still. <laughs> Yeah, it's because they were the non-believers that thought it was in production hell. Just send them an email or a text that says, I was right, bitches, and <laughs> block their number. Suck on that. <laughs> so I'm going to be a little bit different, and we're all going to get our own little original number, and I'm just going to go four out of five. Four out of five yellow fucking bunny suits because, <laughs> one, that bunny suit was freaking huge. And too <laughs> creepy as hell. It was but, buff. It was buff. Yeah, him fucking just kicking and all the stuff he was doing. It's just like, damn, William. Damn, my boy Shaggy got some m- muscle. He's like, I'm going to design my own suit. It's going to make me look huge. <laughs> oh, my rating was uh, out of Balloon Boys. Oh, okay. I forgot to say it because I was too busy talking. <laughs> so. I think four is a. I think we all have good, solid arguments for our numbers, and I think we're right at the beginning of something that hopefully is going to turn into something really great, and hopefully not just even a three movie little stint. It can turn into um, a whole lot of epic franchiseness. So, um, ooh, if they don't do any more movies, maybe Netflix will pick it up as a series. Ooh. Oh. I, 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 they could, if, as long as Scott is fully involved, as involved as he was with this movie, it could be good. That, that's all I got to say. If he's not as involved as it was with this movie, it's just not going to be good. It needs to be made by the creator because he has his heart. He has his finger on the pulse of the community. He has since the beginning. A game comes out. He reads the fan views and he makes the next game based off of like what the fans said. He's always been part of the community. He He's always had his pulse in the like. He's not making them just to make games. He's making them for us. He needs to team up with Ryan Murphy. 
Yeah. Ooh. Could you imagine if Ryan Murphy and him teamed up to do FNAF? Oh, that uh, that might be too fucked up, though. That would hurt <laughs> for the young viewers. Or a James Wan movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, American Story so, meets FNAF. <laughs> FNAF Murder did... House. <laughs> oh, Jesus God. Murder Pizzeria. Yes. Me- Murder Pizza Plex. Oh. So. I just want to see that pizza plex, man. <laughs> Before we get to the wrap up, I did forget something else that we have to do. Um, because we have the official results from our first ever chaos bracket. Oh yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to, I forgot what the day oh. matchups were because it's been that long, but oh, I'm pulling it up. As we speak, so first up, we have uh, the third place game: Pretty Woman versus Walk the Line. With fifty-one percent of the votes, that's a hard vote. Walk the Line is your third best. Oh, movie! Yay for one of my picks. I walk the line. And I fell into a burning ring of fire. First of all, if your ring of fire is burning, then <laughs> you he might need to go to the doctor. That. You you know, to go to a doctor. That's what that song's about. I know it's just an urban legend, but song's about an STD. Uh, Leave my chili bowl alone. God. And last, last but not least, we have the championship final. Which is um, the Sandra Bullock movie that Amanda's going to go on a tirade about because it's not a Sandra Bullock movie because she's a secondary character. Love you, co-host. Mean it. (laughs) Um, A Time to Kill versus the winner of the Drew Barrymore portion of the bracket, which was E.T. the Extraterrestrial. And in a carbon copy margin of victory with 51% of the votes, E.T. is your winner of the first ever chaos bracket. Very nice. Nicely done. I mean, A Time to Kill is a great It's not a Sandra Bullock-centered movie. That's my argument. There's so many other movies of hers that could have been there instead. But, you know, it's it's Sandy, and she deserved yeah. to be there. So did Drew. So I'm not mad about it. At the Maybe end of the day, all, all four of these there. movies are great. But yeah. Well, but not- there were other movies by Sandra B that I would rather have been in the final. That's what I'm saying. That's cool. Yay, Drew. Yay, E.T. So, um, before we get into the conclusion, uh, also one last thing before we get into the conclusion. Um, I don't know how everybody feels about it, but I know that at least two of us right now um, got probably the most horrific news in the world on Saturday evening. Um, Somebody who both of us feel like even though we've never met the person but it felt like he's been a best friend to us for the last 30 plus years almost 30 years um, was found dead at his 
Los Angeles home on Saturday night. Um, so we would like to definitely send out a heartfelt condolences to his friends and family as well. Um, because Matthew Perry is a huge part of mine and Amanda's friendship. Um, even to the extent that we went through a what four or five episode long binge Saturday night and we shared our emotions back and forth all night long. But um, for those of you who don't know, Matthew Perry did, he's Chandler being on Friends, he's the whole nine yards, fools rush in, a whole wealth of other stuff. He's an amazing, talented actor, incredibly funny. Hollywood is definitely lost a great one on Saturday night. So, um, Amanda, is there anything else you would like to say before? Oh, yeah, just I, I'm devastated. And I know that people, oh, it's just, I mean, George has even been like that. Like, I remember when Luke Perry died and when Prince died, I was really, really affected by both of those. He's like, you don't know these people. I'm like, I know, but they're such an integral part of my childhood, of my early adulthood, of my comfort zone. Like, Friends is my comfort show. Chandler has always been my favorite character. Like, you know, I just, I don't know. I mean, it, it really sucks. And to see somebody die that young, he's not that much older than us. And yeah, that's what got me about Luke Perry was that, first no. of all, I adored him. But also it was like, he's our age. Like, it really makes you think about your own mortality. So, yeah, I'm very, very sad. I cried. Watching Friends is not going to be the same, but I still will watch it. And I, if I could personally thank Matthew Perry for all the memories, I would because he he is Chandler and even and other stuff made my life better. So thank you. He's also a major advocate so, for sobriety. He, or he, he yeah. was. He starting up his own like so uh, rehab center and everything. He worked with the drug courts. I do not. He all this. He created yeah. the Perry House. Like just yeah. I heard somewhere and too that Lisa I Cooper don't... was going to adopt his dog Alfred. Yeah, we. I actually saw read that, that article as well. And well, I've seen enough interviews where they like he's talked about it. Uh, Matt LeBlanc has talked about it. David Schwimmer. Jennifer Aniston, all of them talked about it, that the bond that those six people have, it's like they could go six months a year without seeing each other, but it's bump into each other at a party. But at the end of the day, when they bump into each other, that's it. It doesn't matter who you're with. They're, those six friends are going to spend the rest of that night together, socializing, just being the amazing friends that they are. So... That is definitely a group of friends that I have always dreamed about wanting to be a part of just because of the yeah. fact that they're that great of friends. And, you know, it's I been... one. Yeah. And I, all, all six of them, when they go, it's going to devastate me. But yeah, n none of them are going to devastate me the way that losing Matthew on Saturday night devastated me. So I um, agree. Definitely. And all of us who didn't connect with the series as much as you guys did, we all offer our condolences to those of like you guys who like it is your life. Like it's yeah, 
<laughs> you guys connected with it and you're not the only ones that show connected with so many people. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, uh, for a lot of us, we found the show in the mid part of the nineties and it was a weekly thing. Like I can't speak for other people, but once I discovered the show and started watching the show, it's like I did nothing on Thursday nights when new episodes were releasing on NBC. Must see like, TV is where it was at. It was must see TV. And there was a lot more to must see TV. Obviously Seinfeld and some of the other shows were part of that. But to me, friends really connected with me in a way that very few shows ever have. So this is probably, I will put this probably at a more devastating loss, even more so than, um, the loss of said river Phoenix, um, Brandon Lee even, and everybody knows how much I love the crow, but Matthew Perry was a lot more devastating to me than <clears throat> losing Brandon Lee. So yeah, the instant uh, I saw that, I thought of you guys, it's just like, Oh no. Yeah. Uh, well, I had to break the news to Casey. So yeah, she did too. And I, I'm, I'm glad that it was her that broke the news because if I had seen that pop up on my phone on my own, I don't know how I would have reacted. Me too. My cousin texted me. So, he saw it first. So that helped me too. Like, so literally getting the whole um, message from Amanda, I need you to be okay right now. And it's like, okay, what the hell's going I'm thinking in my head the whole time. What like, the prepare hell's going yourself. <laughs> She's like, prepare yourself. And then all of a sudden, bam. Matthew Perry, 54, found dead at, it's like, uh, no. And there was a lot more emotion than that involved. In that. Yeah. Um, well, let's, yeah, let's close so, it out and then do our little. So, yeah, um, really quick before we do our individual goodbyes, but Amanda put together something that we would like to share with everybody. So, with all of that said, So no one told you life was gonna be this way Your time's a joke, you broke Your love lost the way It's like you're always stuck in second gear But when it hasn't been your day, your week, your month Or even your year, well I'll be there for you When the rain starts to pour I'll be there for you Like I've been there before I'll be there for you Cause you're there for me too I'm not crying I'm not crying, you're crying um, okay. Shanna, you want to go ahead and say your goodbyes? I was just going to add that I really, really hope that whatever comes out as far as the autopsy and, you know, toxicology reports, that people don't make it about his struggles. I want people mm -hmm. to make it about him as a man and what he has done for the community, uh, for our generation. Um, I mean, friends was a show that made you feel like you had friends when you didn't. Mm -hmm. So 
it was the show for the lost souls. So I definitely want people to appreciate and love him for who he was, not the demons that he struggled with. If for some reason they played a part in his, you know, his tragic death, you know, let him rest in peace and carry his legacy of joy and laughter and not the bullshit. So with that being said, um, I am one of the co-hosts of Crime Rewind. Um, We are taking a Halloween hiatus right now. So we will be back first week of November. And um, so with that being said, we are also on a break. We were on a break. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, if you say that one more time, I'm going to break up with you. (laughs) So we will be back in November and ready to solve some crime. Kevin, you want to say your goodbyes? Uh, I'm Kevin Stoner. I don't own any podcasts, but I'm on several of them, many of them being part of the I Did Not Make These Rankings podcast network. Uh, uh, but I'm also on Tiki Taki at Kevin ST1R, uh, the YouTubes at Kevin ST1R2 for some dumbass reason. Uh, Is that the number two or T-O-O? <laughs> the number two this isn't a scream situation okay <laughs> and also you can find some of the beat boops i make at uh stoner mute stoner music ec on soundcloud you can also check out some of his great digital artwork for um on the i did not right. make these rankings podcast networks cover page Oh yeah, and extra celestial, extra celestial productions on Facebook is my, all my arts and stuff. Nice. Uh, the one below me, Miss Queenie herself. Uh, <laughs> she did what? I said <laughs> below me. <laughs> also from friends. Oh, I just Figured. had an invitation. Friends passed statement. So they all got together to give a statement, which, yeah, leave them alone and like leave his family alone. Like, what I would like to see come from this, and I saw a TikTok from Bob Saget's. I saw wife. that too. I understand that TMZ, that photographers, all these people, they monitor the police scanners, they know what's going on, but. The fact that they were there when his family showed up, that some of his friends and family probably found out from TMZ and not from somebody else. Like, yeah, I completely understand that I'm so attached to this person as an actor, as a character, but this parasocial relationship we have with celebrities has to have some kind of limit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the fact that maybe all the other friends found out about this from TMZ and not from somebody in their inner circle or even his extended family is just like disgusting. And like Bob Saget's wife was saying the same thing. And it's just like that she found out literally five minutes before TMZ broke it. That's not even enough time to, to take a breath. Right. And there, if you see the videos, they're there when, you know, his mom and his stepdad, which it's Keith Morrison, everybody knows Keith Morrison. So I think that was part of the ploy too. Let's see how Keith Morrison from Dateline is reacting. But like, we gotta let these people grieve in peace and die in peace and like be laid to rest in peace. So anyway, well, uh, like literally, the video was showing them trying to pull through the mob of paparazzi, 
and they're putting cameras in his mother's fucking face. Like, it's like, Jesus Christ, she, it could not have been more than 45 minutes since she found out. Give her a damn chance to breathe. Yeah. So, dumb question. Why did they have to go yes. there? Like, I know when my mom passed, the police tried to get me to go to her. Like, they're like, can you come here? And I'm like, no, I'm not coming there. So I don't understand the necessity for them. I mean, the assistant could have identified him. Well, I mean, the assistant found him, so I'm sure. Right. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I guess if, I guess it just depends on the situation. If, if, if my mom was found dead in her home and I was close enough, I'd probably want to go there. Yeah, I wanted no part. I wanted no part. I get, but I get what you're saying too. See, I don't know why they had to go there, but either way, just leave them alone. Like, yeah, them showing aerial footage like, like they're showing the hot tub where he was found dead. Like, we don't need to look at that. Yes, he's not in it, but still, you're already planting that image in our head of looking at this hot tub going oh my god this person i care about just died there like stop showing us that yeah there's a there's a reason i skipped over the tmz article when i was trying to figure out what happened because i've never really liked that company in the way that they do things but unfortunately they usually always have it right well yeah they're just too too abrasive and aggressive with it yeah i agree anyway sorry i have to pee unfortunately in that line of work it, you have to be aggressive and abrasive with your shit. You gotta get the money shot. You're gonna get beat. Ugh. If it so, bleeds, it leads. Yeah, Amanda's exactly. got a piece. So. so thanks. I'm Amanda. Uh, check out the sip list, all the other stuff. Um, and yes, uh, this was a fun episode. And I am gonna bounce before I pee my pants. But love you guys. Bye. Bye. So, really quick, because I know, um, well. The other two bounced already, but um, so Amanda's going to be taking a brief hiatus from an evening at the movies, so Shannon and I will be holding on and holding vigil for the show um, as well. Chansey will be stepping in and helping cover stuff. We've got uh, Chansey coming up in the next week or two with Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4, um, Jamie from Bracket Bastards, and Shanna, and I will be sitting down to discuss a league of their own. We've got a wealth of stuff coming up over the next few months, so definitely stay tuned on social media and stay updated there. Um, thank you, Kevin, for being here. Thank you, Abby and Shanna and Amanda and everybody for listening. Um, yeah. I think yeah, I appreciate it. the opportunity so, to come on and wow. talk about a franchise that I've been a fan of for forever. <laughs> And we might just happen to throw at you a bone and do the freaking Angry Cat Christmas special. Oh my God, that's always been said as a joke. If it happens, Grumpy Cat's worst Christmas ever. It's a yearly tradition. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We may do it depending upon what comes up in December, but at the end of the day, eventually we'll get around to Grumpy Cat. So I think um, it'd be a fun, I think it'd be yep. a fun, another episode that'd be like rubber where it'd just be another episode, or another movie you just hate. <laughs> Probably. So, um, 
with all that said, since Amanda's not here, um, thank you guys for being here. And as always, we hope you guys come back for an evening at the movies. Have a good week, guys.